Basketball is my life. I have nothing else. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. game before I've ever heard. Shooters. That's, that's what we do. Shooters, a basketball podcast. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're on season two, episode 14. This was the interview episode, but we've had a little problem here or there, mix up of times, that stuff happens, but we still wanted to get an episode out for the Thursday listeners because we know you're appreciating it and we just love chatting it up, making some content, talking all things hoops and catching up and you guys listening. So Darren, how's your week been? How's your weekend? It's been good. Been very good. Um, yeah, no NBL basketball, but there's WNBL on, enjoyed a game, I think I was saying to someone, I enjoy their Wednesday night viewing. They've just decided that Wednesday night is going to be their thing. Um, and especially when it's like 10 minutes down the road, which it was last week. Um, so it kind of, we spoke about Thursday as your shooter's day and that makes us feel like the weekend's coming here. But Wednesday, they've picked us off there. That makes it feel like the uh, the weekend's already coming as well. So my week's been good. How's your week, been, week off been, if it has been relaxing? So we haven't really got much planned for this episode. So we're just going to chop it up talk about the week, talk about the fever break a little bit, mm. uh, catch up. It'll be a shorter episode, uh, but still things, all things basketball. First off, I was on Twitter scrolling through the other day, and I saw a couple people complaining about the Thursday night games. Oh, So when we <laughs> talked about it, it was an all-in consensus that we enjoy the Thursday night games. It means that the weekend's close. It's exciting. Uh, they were talking about the, the early start on work on Friday, having the, the kids running around late at night on Thursday trying to watch. So I get it from that perspective. But a Wednesday night game, Darren, you enjoyed it. I did. I th- I think it's great. I know it's a bit awkward. I was I, I was thinking to myself if it's – I don't know if their tip-off was seven, but even seven, it's a bit hard to get to if you, like, work in the city and whatnot. But at the same time, it's once you do get there, or you can just go home and watch it straight from there. But um, what did the – so the people on Twitter were saying it's just the whole – I don't know, dealing with family and dealing with your kids and stuff. Like, what did they not like about Thursday night? Yeah, the the, the main thing was just a school day. So, they, yeah. you know, they're trying to stay up. The kids are trying to stay up too. Uh, it can be a late night, 9.30, 10 o'clock on a school day. So that was the main gripe that I was seeing on Twitter, mm. But uh, which is fair enough, fair enough. We're That's both fair. not parents. So maybe in, uh, in 10, 15 years, we'll be complaining <laughs> about Thursday night games too. I, to- I totally get the New Zealand tip-offs when it's like 5.30. That always throws me off. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like in the office and I'm just like, oh, there's a game on in an hour. What's going on here? But I don't mind it actually. Um, but talk, right. talk me through your week. What did you actually do? Was So do you properly get week off or do you still training sessions here and there? Mm. Well, let me, let me break it down from the start. Well, so this week, if you don't know, is FIBA break. Mm. It's like a FIBA window. And so what's a FIBA window? So, so everyone in the world, besides a few leagues, the NBA, the China League, we play under the FIBA uh, basketball rules but under their system and we follow their guidelines. And so being part of a FIBA break means whenever that international basketball happens, all leagues have to stop. So the NBL was stopping last week. You had European League stopping, German League stop, all of them, all of them stop playing because they've got to play their international basketball. Now, the reason that Australia had no games or no teams suiting up was because we've already qualified for the Olympics. So we've qualified for the Olympics. New Zealand has qualified for the Olympics, so they weren't playing games either. But right now, during this week, there was a bunch of international teams all around the world competing, playing each other, flying from place to place, trying to to secure an Olympic spot. So if that's why you, 
uh, you're wondering why there was no games this weekend. Uh, that is the exact reason. There's nothing the NBL could have done about it. Nothing the league, teams, players, even though Australia wasn't playing, it's just part of the rules in case anyone in the league wanted to go play for a country or, or whatever the case is there. Secondly, our week is so we played on, I think it was a Saturday. We had Sunday off and then we had a, a, a hard week. Monday, Tuesday practice went, no, oh, no, sorry. We had Monday, Tuesday off. Mm. Then we had an intense Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, practice with, with Friday. We got outside some extra conditioning. We're running sprints on the ovals and we're working hard. And then we had a weekend off uh, Saturday, Sunday, and then kind of straight back into it on Monday, uh, prepping for Adelaide this weekend. Mm. But I've actually got a good story for you. I was going to say, before you jump in, I'm going to ask a random question here. Um, what's, your le- what's your least favorite sort of uh, drill or something to do in practice? Like some More like a fitness thing. What's, what's something you hate? Do they still do suicides? Is, is that still a thing? <laughs> suicides are still a thing. Okay. Uh, for the people listening, that's where you have to touch the free throw line, baseline, mm. half court, baseline, opposite free throw, baseline, baseline to baseline. Uh, least fitness... It's got to be like, we call it this like four minute shooting drill. Oh. And Sounds so pretty right. much it's just like three lines on the baseline, three uh, people on the opposite baseline. And it's kind of like one person lays it up, the two people kind of cross and then shoot like a little elbow jump shot. And it's kind of, it's a conditioning drill really mm-hmm. disguised as a shooting drill. Okay. And it's always like put in like straight after a hard scrimmage or straight after something where you just get a little like breaks like the flow of practice and you get some extra conditioning. And Nice. Yeah, what about the yeah. beep test? Is that still a thing? It's changed a little bit. So we do the yo-yo test. The yo-yo. So it's a little different. So the beep test, it's similar. Beep test, you continuously run. Yes. So it's like one, two, three. Yo-yo, you go, you run up and back. And then you have a 10 second break. Uh, okay. So it's a bit yeah. more basketball focused. Um, and then the run is a lot quicker. So it's like yeah. less of like a jog. It's more of a run run. And then we do that. I was actually the Jack Jumpers winner this there, year. There you go. Love that. Yeah. So, so fittest <laughs> yo-yo runner in, uh, in the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, yeah, I just remember beep test. I'm pretty sure most people in high school would have been made to do the beep test at some point. Like if you think back to those and that that there's like a distinct sound that comes on um, every time you cross the line or you have to go back. I forgot how it works, but um, I wasn't ever great at it, but I do remember it. Anyway, Adelaide yep. story. Go for it. So I f- fly to Adelaide for the weekend. Most of most of us had some time to get out. I know Mags went up home. Uh, Fab went to Sydney to see his fam. It's it's a great opportunity where you got two days off, fly out Friday afternoon, see some family. So it's Sunday and I'm getting ready to head back and the online check-in for Jetstar isn't working. So I'm like, oh yeah, whatever, whatever. It's cool, it's cool. So I rock up to the Jetstar and I rock up with 40 minutes to board, like, but I go up to check in okay. and I get a hard computer says no access denied it's too late to check in 40 so, minutes uh, 45 is the cutoff right. time for right. Jetstar. Oh. i didn't have any check-in bags it was just my backpack traveling light but uh i missed my flight they didn't <laughs> let me on the flight i i missed my flight even though there was 35 minutes till uh boarding started Damn. but i was in adelaide I was a little distraught for a couple of minutes, had to call big, big Scotty and, and say, <laughs> Hey, like I've missed my flight. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. Oh, this is uh, coming back to Tassie. This is coming back to oh. Tassie. So I missed practice on Monday. Wow. I thought you meant it was going to Adelaide, which it wouldn't have been that bad because it would have just been, you know, friends or family yep. time or whatever. But hey, there you go. So, so I'm in Adelaide. I'm calling. I call uh, Beth's mum because that's who dropped me off because Beth was at a work party. Uh, Can you come pick me up, please? Like, <laughs> oh. And so we ended up having a great little dinner date. But yeah, uh, yeah I definitely got in trouble. A little bit of, I got a fine. I won't disclose how much, but it was enough to buy yourself like a little resort. Uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't recommend missing practice. Um, but but yeah, it was, it was a scary call. But then I enjoyed an extra night with Beth and and got after it today in training. But uh, yeah, not my not my best work, not my proudest moment. Uh, probably the least professional thing I've ever done in my career. Mm. But uh, I apologized and we had some good chats and it was a genuine accident and the first one that I've really ever had in my career. So they were all cool. They they understood that that life happens. But definitely a a learning lesson for me and anyone listening. Forty five minutes. Make sure you get there before if you haven't checked in online. Damn, in the, in the doghouse for a bit. By the sounds of it, I'm one of I'm one of those people. I don't travel often, but when I do, Jess and I were actually talking about it before. When I do, even if it's domestic, I'm like. Three hours? Is that what three hours before? Is that what we're doing here? I, I just like to, even if I'm there way too early, I just like to get there, grab a coffee, and just relax. So I know. Um, but have you ever been that person that you're like literally running to your boarding gate? Have you ever done that? I would say I'm that person all the oh. time. <laughs> I've never not been that person. Yes, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a like so like for example, the next day, uh, online checked in or on the flight to, uh, Tassie because the next day I did get there early. I, I'm rocking up. I'm parking my car. It's 20 minutes before. So I'm walking. I get check in and then I walk straight to the flight and I walk on their boarding and I'm spending about <laughs> seven minutes in the in the airport. Especially this is different when you go to small like Hobart and, yeah. and smaller airports. Like Melbourne and Sydney is a different deal. But the small airports, I'm 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 relaxing as <laughs> yeah. long as I'm usually online checked. Yes. That's true. That's mistakes were made, but that you, you learned your lesson. We've, we're actually on the way back from Europe. Jess and I were those people that you got your name called out over the intercom, and they were just like, "Mate, like you better hu- hurry up." And it was funny because um, Jess just got like a her lunch, and it was just like a nice hot dog, but it was like it wasn't in a bag or anything. It was just like out in the open. So we were just like those awkward passengers, last on the plane. She just has a hot dog out. Um, the the people are actually really nice about it. They're just like, "We do you do realize we provide um, food on the service, don't you?" Because you just have like, a massive hot dog in your hand, but. Um, and we also did it in America once, but it was that classic situation where you run, like a few of uh, my friends and I, you run because you feel like you're going to be late and then it's like delayed, like what you said, what you said, 45 minutes or 50 minutes or something. So we all have experiences. Yep. I think everyone that's traveled enough, uh, has been there, but waiting for the hot dog, got you guys name called. Did you feel special? I just felt awkward. I felt embarrassed. I was like, I mean, yeah. that, that, that was more the reaction. I was just, I was like, oh, geez, how the hell did we become those people? But um, I actually, um, I was saying this to you off air. I like the mid, the, we're calling it the mid-season break just because there was no fever. That's a, um, yeah, I heard a fair few people be like, why is there no games? But as you explained before, but um, a little wholesome thing, just like the amount of social media posts that I saw with you guys, with your family. And um, I saw Shay Ely just like, um, playing, I don't think he was playing. He was just filming his his family or friends. I assume just playing basketball in the backyard and just like having a good old laugh. So even if there's no games during fever break, I think it's quite a good time just for you guys to switch off after eight rounds, have a bit of family time, reset a little, rather than it's just like constant, constant, constant. So some definite positives from the week. Yeah, it's definitely been nice. Well, we'll get into the basketball mm. with the break. 
over and done. Games coming this this week. We've got Adelaide versus New Zealand on Thursday night. Mm. I'm personally looking forward to a Thursday night game, so I don't <laughs> listen to those people out there. But is there any teams in particular you're excited to watch? Any players or you, you're kind of itching to see maybe take that next step or someone find their rhythm or or any situations that you're excited to see how they play out in this upcoming in this upcoming next couple of weeks? Mm, there's a few. There's a few like middle of the ground uh, kind of teams I call them, like Brisbane. I kind of want them to do well. I don't know. There's just something about this roster and this culture that I'm like, yep, I can see them doing well. Um, hope Tyra Harrison, his, whatever his injury was, he can actually keep playing and keep doing his thing because he was looking great. Um, and Cairns as well. I don't know. I just want them. They just need bodies. They just need health. Um, it feels like they've had rotten luck with that regard, even though all teams go through that kind of stuff. But um I'm just keen for it to come back on. Um, I was the the look ahead to this weekend. I always choose what games are in Melbourne that I want to go to. But there's four total games in Melbourne, including WNBL on the weekend. So I have some I have some decisions to make. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I don't know what to do with myself. There you go. It's a lot of basketball coming up and around. I agree with the can stuff. Uh, mm. I remember seeing in the press conference post our, our game them talking about they've only had two games really together with their full roster and i checked it and that's 100 percent on the money they just have not been able to put together games with mm. their teams so that is going to be exciting and then seeing what 40 does with that group is going to be fun um and then brisbane is another good one where their culture is being built they've lost some close ones that maybe if they just they just you know ticked over that edge a little bit more experience together is going to be fun but I'm always loving following uh, the top team and, and seeing yeah. how they handle a break and, and seeing how they handle kind of that, that pressure that starts to come with winning a lot of games. You know, teams suit up every night a little bit different. So I'm excited to see what Melbourne United does because right now they've been the staple of the league. They're clearly the best team uh, right now. They're playing good basketball. Defensively, they're the number one team. They're the only team uh, keeping other oppositions under 85 points a game so when you're when you're doing that at a higher level it just goes to show that you're gonna you're gonna play some winning basketball mm, for sure for sure and speaking of um only playing a certain amount of time with your full team there was a stat the other day that melbourne have only played like 50 seconds with their total healthy roster on the floor and i think that was when like travis got concussed immediately at like the opening play almost of that other game the other week so some teams just can't put it all together even if you're melbourne and you're like you're on top of the competition and you're doing everything right. But it's just one of those things like health as a player, as a fan, it's just the most annoying thing sometimes. Um, so let's just ban injuries for the rest of the season and we'll be laughing. We'll be fine. You know, if, if we could ban injuries, then I'm all for it. So right now, <laughs> our top four is sitting. Oh, I just had it up, but it, it got rid <laughs> it of disappeared. it. It did just disappear. My, my computer's freaking out. Right I can now. help you out. Top four. Right, you've got you've got it up. You want to take that over? I'll take over this uh this little. Oh wait, mine's frozen. What's one? Do oh, NBL website. Fix your website. What's happening here? Yeah, now we're I'll talking. Have to, <laughs> I'll have to talk to some people. That's actually funny. Um, oh no, here it is. Don't worry, just a bit delayed over here. We'll always sort you out over at NBL. Um, so Melbourne ten and two, Sydney seven and four, Tassie seven and five, Perth seven and five as well. So it's close up there. It is. It is hundred percent top. And then it goes to show, you know, we love, I love these podcasts. I love basketball talk. I love the conversations, the media. 
but you can never get too caught up in it. <laughs> One moment, people are screaming, fire, John Really. The next, they're tired third place. One one second, it's a new Kings coach. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? They're in their same old fashion, sitting right at the top, uh, coming in second place. So what's the moral of this break? I think it could be don't buy too much into the hype of what people are saying. Study the game of basketball. And and with this league, anything can happen extremely quickly. It's so true. It's so true. We can't get caught up in all the storylines, even though some of them last the entire season. Some of them are real. Some of them happen, but um, that's the beauty of it. Um, hey, before, unless there's any NBL news, I've got some exciting uh, WNBL news to tell you. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so you've inspired me with all your writing, and I'm starting to do a bit of writing for the WNBL. So that's exciting. They, uh, they put my first article on their website today on social media as well. So you've inspired me. I just want to, you know, help shine a light more on that league and those players and all those uh, like women over there. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of something fun, something different for me. Well, one, I'll mm. plug the article. What was the article about? What's it called? Where do you find it? Well, I've got, I don't know if you've heard of Substack. It's just like a, I don't know, article resource page where you kind of just make your own page and stuff. But this one was just about the Canberra Capitals and their young guns. And um, it was a classic game on the weekend where it was like a top first last and Canberra almost got it done, but they lost. But I still walked away pretty damn impressed with all their young guys and Jade, Jade Melbourne over there. And um, yeah, just like they can fight. So they impressed me. Nice. And the second question I got for you, if you wanted to have a WNBL player on the podcast, who would it be? Jeez, oh, throw me on the spot. Great question. It's a great question. Um, I'm always uh, like Jade Melbourne is definitely a, like one of my favorite. Always has been ever since I started following um, the league a bit closer. But maybe I'll get back to you on that one. Maybe we'll if anyone if anyone listens or reckon would be a great chat. Throw a name there, please do. Hype someone up. I just want to hype someone up. Go on a bit of a rant. Anyone that's caught our attention, just give them some love. I got one. Um, it's a very. It's I'm staying on trend here. All about AFLW and WNBL. But Monique Conti, I, I just um, she popped into my head again because that article I was writing, she was playing against Canberra for one, so she was back out there pestering the hell out of Jade Melbourne on defense. But it made me just think about dual athletes again. And um, she walked away last night with AFLW best and fairest, clearly like a top of that competition. Um, and then just just the mindset to somehow switch from footy, like that season's done, stay on the, like she's technically on the rosters of both. Um, and then when her schedule allows it, she just jumps straight into the basketball season and does her thing. I just think that that's really, that's a really cool thing. And it's almost something that I know people speak about it more these days, but it's just like to get to where you you guys are in one sport is a hell of an achievement, but to do it in both and not to, I don't know. Wouldn't you just be a bit arrogant? You'd be like, yeah, this is, <laughs> I'm great at what I do, but it's a very cool thing. So I uh, just wanted to shout that out. I love that. I love that. I mean, sometimes arrogance maybe is deserved. And mm. so to go and get MVP, uh, I know it's not called that in AFL. And what, what is it called in AFL? It's best and fair. Well, yeah, they call it the Brownlow and the men's, but I think they just call it best and fairest uh, AFLW. Yeah. Uh, best and fairest, and then to be a starter, a, a bucket in the WNBL—that's that's no joke at all. So that's a great that's a great shout out right there. And then for me, my hype up this week is actually going to Isaac Humphreys. Ooh, now, okay. let me explain. Not only Isaac is one of my good friends, but just reflecting, I caught up with him uh, in Adelaide over the weekend. There's two things: one, reflecting on how great of a season he's having, healthy, strong, moving well, looking great out there. And then two, he actually wrote Beth and I a song for our wedding that he's going to be performing. And so we have oh. our own song 
that he's going to be singing uh, as Beth comes down the aisle. And so we got to hear that. He played it on the piano and that was a very, very special moment for, for him, Beth and myself this weekend. That is uh, that was that was really the highlight of the weekend for me. That is special. That's great. So he just surprised you and he's just like, hey, you too. I got something for you. And he just, did he like play for you or just like, I don't know, send you a track or something? Like how did he, how did no, he so, show you? Well, so we asked him to, to perform or sing at the uh, at our wedding. We were like, we would love for you to sing while Beth's walking down the aisle or the first dance or we, we didn't know, but we would like, we would love for you to to do something and sing something. And he was kind of like, what song do you guys want me to sing? And we didn't really have one. We were yeah. just like, I don't know, like, what would you kind of want to sing? And I don't know, we'll think about it. And so he writes a lot of music. And so that night he was just like, oh, let's, let me see what I can do. And something came out super easy, super smooth, super nice. And like 25 minutes, he said, it took to kind of make this song, hum it out, put in some lyrics. And then we went over to his house and he played it on the piano and sung it for us. Oh. Uh, and it was a very special moment. That's really cool. That's really, so is it like your names and stuff in it? Like it's personalized or is it more just a generic sort of something that he thinks you guys would like? No, it's, it's personalized. Our names aren't in it, uh, but it's shouting out our relationship in specific things that we've, we do, like the long distance, some of the foods we eat. Um, mm, and he cool. is he likes it so much that he's probably going to release it, I think, after our wedding. So we, how many people can say they have a song made about their relationship? That was, so that was a pretty crazy part of my weekend. Yeah, I'm going to say very little people. Does it have a title list? If he's releasing it, it has to come up with yes it, Maybe. it does have a title but i can't spoil it that's that's insider information and he's still he's got like kind of two titles not really sure which one he's going to name but but yes there's a title it's going to be a full track he's going to send it into his studio and they kind of add like strings and, and stuff to it so it's a proper song i've uh, got a song made about my relationship that's great that's great i mean we look we're currently looking for a musician or two to do our wedding so Isaac, if you offer cheap rates to uh, Jack and Jack's friends, then I'll happily take it. Wow, this is a negative space. I'm just going to start chucking up random things I'm grateful for. This is incredible. This is the best grateful for I've ever heard. Well, that was kind of a big grateful win and all that. But this week, I got to say, I'm definitely grateful for the Jack Jumpers organization. Mm. Just one... Missing a flight, never good. Never good stuff. Putting your teammates in that situation, me freaking out. But just the way they handle a lot of things is always good. It's always on the money. It's always professional. Makes my job easy. Makes their job easy. It's just it's just a good club, a place I love working at. I enjoy showing up to work every single day. And I think when most of us spend the majority of our lives at work, you want to hope you're having a good time. And a big part of that is not necessarily what you do, but who you do it with how it's mm. being done and for me i love where i work and i love showing up and and that's due to a lot of systems in place and and great people and so i'm grateful for the the, the organization great employer love it love it um i'm grateful for my brother's courageous or persistence what, what did i say courage <laughs> courageous uh courage i should have just left it at that um so he so everyone, I think most people know me and him do a very similar thing, love our photography, love our videography, um, and we've basically formed a brand that is basically combined both of that. So two times creative is what we're calling it because, you know, we're twins and two times the fun, two times the wisdom and all that stuff. So pretty smart 
naming, I'd say. But his uh, his plan is to go like full time freelance under that brand, under that banner. Um, so he's taking that freelance leap, and I just I just thought that was really cool. I've always kind of wondered what that would actually be like. Um, obviously a completely different world in terms of financial stability and having connections and all the jobs and stuff, but. That's his plan. So two times creative. That's our brand that we're kind of making, and he's running the show over there. So I just found that really cool. That it's been in the works for a while, but um, it's live. So yes, that's it. Well, that's epic for one, <laughs> and then secondly, I have a million questions. But the first question I want to ask is, what is kind of his specialty? And so what, what is kind of the types of videos he want to be making, the type of clients he wants to be working for? And then secondly, how much are you going to be on hands and what's your vision with you, what you're going to be doing with it? Mm, good question. Maybe don't ask a million questions, but I'm happy with the, I'm happy with a few. Um, so his, so his background is more, he actually studied architecture, which doesn't make any sense with what we're doing now, but he started definitely more video. He's probably a bit more technical, technically savvy in the video department, but just like me, we've kind of just like grown our skills to go video and photo. But um, if I had to say a client, it's definitely just like sports. We love sports. But in saying that, just like editing um, sort of any, I feel like anyone that has like a brand that you kind of can resonate with or you can just be like, hey, this is a cool piece of content, he'd be more than happy to put his hand up for. So um, there's that one. And from my basis, it's more just like after hour stuff. If there's anything, if there's a shoot or something that... Um, the client or whoever reaches out to Mike and all that stuff wants both of us there. That would be great because we have fun on set. We do our thing. Um, so I'd do it on the weekends or after hours or whatnot, but he's definitely running the show for now. And um, yeah, he's done a great job. It looks really cool, the website and everything. There you go. That's epic. I mean, taking that jump, entrepreneur space is always stressful, exciting, all the things. I can imagine that the learning that's about to be happening is through the roof. Well, is there anything else you'd love to say before we end this episode? And next week, we'll be back to our regular scheduled program. And along the way, we might be sneaking in a little interview, which was mm. planned today, but we'll get it done, guys. <laughs> we will. Don't worry. We'll make it happen. No, but that's it for me. Good app. Good catching up. That's all we want to do here. Um, yeah, nice catching up. Unless you have anything else, to, anything else to add, go bloody play some basketball again, will you? I can do that for you. Hey, appreciate you guys for listening. Hope you're having a great Thursday. And I look forward to seeing you guys again on the next episode of Shooter's Pod.